Hello, good evening, and welcome to a special a Taco Tuesday edition of the Dos Acero Football Podcast. Uh, we are actually broadcasting live on Tuesday tonight because we thought it would be a good opportunity to, uh, well, we'll be honest, to, to get a bigger audience because it's uh, right after the Mexico-Panama friendly that was just played in uh, Bridgeport, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, in the greater Chicagoland area, won by Mexico 1-0. Goal scored by Oribe Peralta on uh, the second half. We'll discuss uh, this game and the previous game and uh, the, the state of the team and the regime in general. And, uh, we would like to be able to invite you guys to join us tonight, but this is uh, we won't be able to have that capability. But we would certainly welcome your your questions on the chat there on the YouTube, where we are broadcasting live. And of course, you can also listen to this edition and previous editions of the podcast downloaded on iTunes from the Podcast Center. My name is John Jagu. Really appreciate you guys joining us this evening. We have a, a full panel with us, including some folks that uh, were actually at the game in Chicago, so we'll get uh, some first-hand uh, analysis from our resident coach, Juan Uribe. He'll be joining us uh, here shortly. But let's get right to it. Let's get to our distinguished panel of guests. First, we have in Escondido, California, we have Daniel Preciado. Daniel, how are you this evening, sir? Doing well. I know I'm on the West Coast, but I'm actually kind of sleepy. But the game, I guess, didn't help. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely. Uh, it was definitely ambient induced. There's no question. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Good to have you on with us, uh, Dan. Over in, in uh, Kyle, Texas, which is just on the other side of Travis County where I am, uh, there's, of course, the, our technical director, uh, who is not in Kyle. He's actually in uh, Florida, but he still was able to uh, hook everything up for us tonight, as usual. Albert and Chiquis Campa, how are you, sir? Hey, doing good. What's going on? Uh, things are going well. Things are going well. Mexico won. Mexico won both games. I don't know if that really means anything. I think <clears throat> at this point, you're looking to see if they can actually string passes together, which they seem to do. Uh, there was a certain player who uh, looked to uh, shoulders above the rest. We'll discuss that more at length here in a little bit. Uh, let's also introduce Nick's Arizona, the senator. Fernando Raquino, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about you? Glad to uh, be here today. You're actually answering my question. You 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 dodge all my questions, Senator. So <laughs> so so thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, Senator. Thank you for joining us as always. Over in uh, South Central, we have with us. Um... Good evening, Joel. Did you get to watch the games, Joel, or were you? Uh... No, I did, sir. I saw I saw both halves. You saw both halves. Yes. Glad the full match. Yeah, and uh, your 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 immediate your immediate impression probably be the same uh, as my immediate impression. Got flashbacks of, of the previous hexagonal with uh, Mexico struggling with the bunker. Well, they're always going to do that. That's never going to change. But uh, but we'll 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 discuss we'll discuss some things that uh, that that were done and could be done if they have the city to pull it off and. Uh, the gentleman who was at the game, and I'm hoping that he can uh, is at a, at a point where he can talk to us at least for a little bit before he goes back and uh, 
delves in. He's actually covering the game for 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 the Dos Acero Football Podcast and SoccerChronicle.com. Of course, we're talking about Juan Uribe. Juan, are you able to talk to us right now, or are you just listening? Hear me, Juan, knock once. If you can't hear me, knock twice. I think he's uh, busy listening to. Uh, he must be. He must be knocking ass. Well, he will. He will uh, give us his his full report as soon as he's able to uh, connect. And of course, over in uh, Philadelphia, a gentleman who uh, d- has decided to spend the majority of this podcast listening to his lord and master, Hugo Sanchez. Maybe we'll get some uh, interjections from uh, Ronnie DeLuna as well. So, thank you guys for joining us here on the Dos Acero Football Podcast again. We- uh, welcome uh, any and all questions, Ronnie. Did you uh, did you have uh, your your quick initial thoughts in like fifteen seconds or less? Go. Uh, I just saw a little bit of the game. I thought it was kind of boring from what I saw. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were having a hard time stringing some passes together. There's no question. Uh, I think that we saw that in both games. I mean, I couldn't imagine why. I mean, it's not as if you know these players have you know have played together for over the past three years. So. I don't know, you know, why you'd want to use those guys, the guys that actually know each other. But there's, there's only, you know, the matter of, of your biggest game of your career uh, coming up. Want to uh, prepare for that uh, somewhat? Uh, it didn't seem like there was much preparation going on at all. And maybe that's a, maybe it was a, an elaborate smokescreen. I uh, I really don't know, but uh, the reality is that Mexico beat uh, New Zealand two one, and uh, then they beat uh, Panama one zero, and uh, Giovanni dos Santos was uh, the two games go. At least in my opinion, uh, it's uh, probably the, the the most active player. I mean, he was involved in uh, in all three goals. I'm not sure uh, exactly if that's true or not, but. Uh, What's more important is that Osorio's record is still only one loss in the race, and only two times. Yes, yes. Thank God for that. Thank, thank God for that. I think that that's that, that's the first thing he said in the press conference. Said I still have only <laughs> lost one game. I know it was I know it was seven nothing, but you know, please understand it was only it was only that one game. So so please, your righteous indignation. Yes. And uh, your your know it all opinions because I, I'm still. That, that was exactly. He's not. Said. He's not reading uh, people's opinions, though, John. Um, in his last interview, he said he he only catches about five percent of it. So, well, that to me tells me that he catches about ninety five percent of it. That's probably all he does all day long. Is well, if you look at his, if you look at his face, he looks like he's wearing it pretty hard now. That beard just Whoa. makes him look like he's like said F it. <laughs> well, you know, that I, beard I, is uh, is interesting. The, the poor guy, you know, he's getting uh, Borami Lutinovic, you know, he's being bashed in the press, even though he has a good record. And he's he's breaking records with La Selección. You know, just the fact that, that you mentioned Juan Carlos Osorio in, in the same in the same <laughs> and breath as Borami Lutinovic is, is just, it's just, it's so insulting. Seriously. <laughs> well, you know, he had a great record back in 98, and unfortunately he got canned, you know, that was well, 97, actually, and and that was the one of the most disgraceful firings of a coach who had a great record of our times. That was probably the biggest injustices, and it looks like they're they're laying the groundwork to do the same to Osorio. Burn. He got sacked because he tied the U.S. in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica? No, in the Azteca. He couldn't beat them. 
I wouldn't have sacked them, but your great record was you couldn't beat those teams, which yeah, it's unforgivable. He, it's unforgivable. It was he was already qualified to uh, not for both games uh, to the World Cup. He was already qualified, and in 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 Fernando's defense, all he needed was a, was a tie when they played the U.S. at the Azteca. Exactly. They However, the game. U.S. the U.S. was was played played a much better game. I mean, Mexico was lucky to tie because they didn't do anything uh, to to get the qualification after that. So Just like today, they didn't do much in the whole first half, and then the second half. Did, they... You know what I liked. You, you, um, Polillo had the three player rotaciones, and that led to Mexico's goal. That screwed him, but it all, but also on the other side, Osorio had like three or three rotaciones as well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including, not, in, including the guy who uh, who drove it down the field uh, in Chucky to uh, to make the, the pass to Gio and then the assist. Yeah, but did he make them before the match? Before the start of the half, or during? He made, it, he made it right at the half. Yeah, but it's different. You're already playing. That threw them off. Well, on Univision right now, they're saying El Tri gana, pero no gusta su juego. So they're already. They've the 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 public has spoken. It was a. Uh, might say, fue una una gris actuación, una gris gris actuación. That's exactly what I'm saying. They're doing the exact same thing that they did to Bora. They're laying the groundwork again. It's just, yeah, but Bora at least Bora had the had nothing to stand on. I mean, unfortunately, so there's no he he has to come. Unfortunately, needs 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 better results, and he needs well, he, better optics than, than Bora ever needed. But for right now, though, John, he needs one key victory, and I think that'll that'll give him a little bit of breathing room. If well, he pulls, I mean, if we've he pulls all the win off in Columbus, then then I, not all is forgiven, but it'll go a long way. Well, of course, but I mean, in your heart of hearts, Dan, do you honestly think that that's what's going to happen? No, I don't. Yeah. And but not because, you... and not because he's a uh, bad on you, just because it's just no one's been able to do it. So what? What? Why should this time be any different? Now, I'm not saying that I don't necessarily think they're going to lose, but. You know why it's going to be different? Because we got Osorio as a coach, and he is an awesome coach who's been breaking records. I would say they that have he a, break this record also. Dude, they have with, a better chance of winning right dude, now, I think, but then other, because I think there's a uh, – uh, I personally think there's a clear, distinct difference in talent between the two squads. So I think that ultimately has got, has gives, it's got a potential of giving, giving them an edge. Well, if you watch the New Zealand and U.S. game today, New Zealand was dominating the U.S. in the second half for a hey. large part of it. And then all of a sudden, U.S. comes back and starts getting really close to it. But to, hey, a lot of those guys aren't going to be playing either, though. So it's, hey, it's kind of hey, like... Fernando, about the Osorio being a great coach, uh, that he's, I don't think he's going to last. Dude. He, uh, that, uh, I hate to bring it up, but the Chile game... I think it ruined everything for him. He got he got the locker room talked that day. No, I agree. It was a pretty big um, setback. And, yeah, and it, got, it, I do agree with that. That was, yeah. one of that the was worst. It would have been he got, he got raped. Manager boy, if he lost one zero, two to zero, but seven, he, he lost. 
And and Chile is Chile's coach had only been in the job for one month. I know. Yeah, he, but he he also won La La Copa America, so dude, one month. That's, that's I know, but, but see, if if we draw parallels, he didn't try to reinvent the Chile team. He, he saw what worked. He saw what worked, and he kept it. So no, he actually in, did. That's he, how Osorio beat him in the first game, and that's the. Are that's, you talking about a friendly game now? How are they? How are they doing no, in qualifying yeah. right now? I just think it, it's it's kind of pointless to start looking at at these kinds of scenarios. The point is they won. Chile that game. is currently They're in not... seventh place. They are outside of the qualification. That's zone what I thought. So I mean, you... look, hey, they're not seven goals better than Mexico. They're I know, just not. I, they I, had a really I, good game. Mexico had a terrible game. A lot of things I, went wrong, and I, and the and um and it's just unforgivable. That's just hey, the way it, the way look, it is. Look, I, I said this, and I, and I said this. I know that Chile is going to be just the flavor of the month. I'm not buying the hype. But having said that, okay, and I think, you know, Hoyle was spot on it on his analysis, you know, of Osorio when he's saying that he's trying to get cute with the defense. To me, that's a spot on, you know, analytical, you know. You know, they got – he's trying to get cute with the defense, dude. I mean, those holes were open since the Uruguay game. Who was it? Jamaica uh, exposed them. Uh, then who did they play after Jamaica? Everybody has exposed Venezuela. Them. Uh, Venezuela exposed them. Chile exposed them. I mean, I mean, New Zealand exposed them on on Saturday night. Yeah. So Panama, Panama would have exposed them, but they were too busy bunkering. And yeah. So at times they did they they did press and, and pressure that defense. It worked a little bit. So what do you think, guys? Do you think it's a reset button? After after they lose to the U.S., he will be gone. You think he'll be gone? I mean, yes. The, the, there's a minimum amount of points that he has. To, I think you know, two points is is the absolute minimum that he can that he can collect for him to keep his job. But if he doesn't get two points, then he's yeah, they'll. Oh, that's well, the question. Know, it, 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 I mean, honest, honestly, I'm not even you know, sure two is going to do it, John. I think because. I think two would do it because that would mean a tie with the U.S. But even three, just assuming just uh, the three against Panama, I think that it might losing against the U.S. might be enough. I think just still might be enough still to get him fired. Yeah, but would they be stupid enough to fire him and then you know three days later go to go down to Panama with with an interim so that they lose that game too? Oh, it's been done. I mean, oh, I know it's been done, but uh... I could see him losing both. Losing to the U.S. and losing to Panama. This Panama team wasn't their full team. When they go down there, it's going to be tough. Well, I do agree that this schedule absolutely doesn't favor Osorio. It's actually probably a nightmare scenario for him. But if he can pull through, well, really? So, uh, so honestly, if if it was a nightmare scenario, right? And you know, this is a guy who's had a team for a year, correct? And and they really haven't developed, have really haven't haven't uh, coagulated around any kind of style that he's trying to get the team to uh, you would think then if, if that if that was if all of these things were the case that, that he would want as much time as possible to, to play with the, with the players he's going to play with like I said in, in, in the games most uh, in, in, in the most important games of his of his coaching career which are coming up job is on the line then then why wouldn't he do to, to, to at least give himself the best chance to get a decent result out of those games. You know, so you know what? Maybe two, three guys out of this group that I call is going to be in Columbus. Great. 
when have they, when have they actually in friendlies in the U.S. brought the whole European teams? It's hardly ever done. It's well, they're not. I mean, Sardio. what I'm saying. Look, look, I mean, the only teams they could play were Oceania teams or Concacaf teams because everyone else was playing qualifiers. Asia, Africa, Europe, South America are all playing qualifiers. So this was so the perfect chance. Gonna, exactly. So I mean, you know, play. The, you know, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're forced to play in the U.S. Then play them on the east. You know, play one in. You know, play them in New York. It's on the east coast, so that it, it, so that your guys from Europe don't have a twenty. You know, they, they just have an flight instead of a twenty-hour flight. You know. Yeah, and this is something that Carlos Albert has been saying, and I'm I'm agreeing with him. Sometimes he'll spaz out, but this he's been saying that La Selección está jodido. And all this stuff, and it's the truth because they're not getting chemistry going on. They're not getting all these players that are actually going to be there in November. Miraculously, miraculously, who who were the players at least in this game that that showed the most chemistry? Played with each other before. That was a, that was the point I was going to make, John. I don't think there's chemistry to be made. These guys either they're going to either play well or they're not. I, I mean, I understand that the we could guess and, and speculate as to why they're not playing like a cohesive unit, but these guys know each other. I don't think an extra friendly against Panama or New Zealand is going to make a whole, a whole hell of a difference. Yeah, but I mean, I understand, but I mean, I mean they obviously haven't uh, figured out the, you know, whatever his coaching philosophy is or, or, or whatever style of play that, 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 that he feels gives them and you know what? just That's the style the play that he wants. And ultimately, it's still on Osorio because he picked those players that didn't get his system. But that's the reason why he's trying them out, you know? He tried, what, like 60 players? So I'm hoping, then, like you said, this is going to be like a final. But like, is, it even, well, is it even a style? Though? Like, I keep thinking, I keep hearing him talk, and it just says, like, you know, he's going at each game differently, completely differently with just – and it seems like his focus is really just the revolves around – lining up his team to counter what the other team wants to do. Yeah, I think he gets too specific. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll identify a player on the opposing team and say, oh, he he's, excels at this, so we need Yasser Corona to guard him. And, and the set of player over there, he's left-footed, so we need to move Chucky on the, very, on the, on the right or left. And, and that's why all these changes occur. And I don't, think like, he, I don't think he's necessarily – Things is bad, like if they're not able to string those two passes together. I think for some reason it just seems like it's not the 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 priority for him to play pretty or to look. And honestly, like a, a, teams like Panama, you're not gonna play pretty, man. You those teams are gonna bunker. They're gonna pressure you even desde la salida. But they look poor against New Zealand too, though. Well, you know that's also a bunker team. That's what these two. Opponents to me yeah, was but you know what? You have to. I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, if, if, if you're going to qualify out of this region, you have to learn. You you have to learn how to, how to deal with that, and and the fact that they're bringing in another coach, another coach who has no idea, you know, as as if they've never seen it before in their life, how to how how, how to figure that out is 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 just baffling to me. I mean, why not? I'd get guys that are that that are used to a plan to, to figure out how, how to how to you know defeat this defense that, that seems to, to only show up in, in, in San Pedro Sula or in 
or in Panama <clears throat> that Mexico can never defeat because all ten men behind the well behind the midfield strike. I think I think we've seen. Just... I do think that he's he's waiting for for the individual talent. I think to break the bunker. I think that's his approach. For 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 bunkering teams, he's gonna roll the dice, be conservative, and then just hope that. Tecatito or somebody else is able to create something out of nothing and take the points that way. Actually, Dan, I have to kind of disagree on that because and it's funny you mentioned that because a while back I posted, you know, I, I kind of gave a reason why I was in favor of La Volpe going back to America and, and me not being really liking to the new the new breeds of, of coaching. <laughs> no, no, meaning... meaning, meaning <laughs> Meaning, I'm not a, I'm not I'm not liking the trend of the coaches. Um, relying more on <laughs> systems as opposed to uh, on players. Spit it out, man. Spit it out, dude. And for for me, Osorio is all about you know the system and not necessarily the players. At least that's that's the impression that I, that I have of him. That he 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 relies it on the system. And you know, and and, and and so you so your basis of comparison is is like Mister Mister System. Well, it's and I said it before. I mean, ah, it's Mister. He's listen, like too too tactical no, and too blue pen. No, Lavo has Lavo always been a very you know, he's always. I mean, I remember uh, Pasarela talking. Uh, talking. Uh, he he gave an anecdote once about how uh, Asturias La Volpe was that they were having a conversation, and for some, I think they were in the airport or something like that. And um, was he between jobs? No, no, no. But um, sure. So, like, like then, then, like they saw each other. In, like I don't know how many weeks after that. And it's was like, it just after he didn't win another championship? I don't. I don't remember when. I think. I think I read this on, on graphics. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. No, but I'm just saying that. I just. I. I don't. I don't see. I don't see Osorio relying on on, on that. Uh, you know. You know how that. Qual- what, what's that? What uh, Maradona. Pendiente or the pendiente or like that, you know, where they use the pen on a player. I don't see Osorio being that type of coach, where he relies on players. Well, here's the thing, and the reason I, I'm looking, I'm going back like at games like against Honduras, uh, the qualifier against Honduras, where they weren't really creating many chances at all. Um, he puts in Tecatito, I think, in the second half, and then he 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 gets an amazing goal or whatever, and, and it just seems like. And a lot of the games, like, it seemed like, especially in that game, you know, his focus was, you know, he he, he didn't want to be vulnerable on, on, on set pieces. He wanted to make sure that they were um, set up well and disciplined and, and so that they don't give up any chances. And then he throws in Tecatita, and the guy just literally single-handedly gets the goal. And, and it just seems like where if Mexico has that ability – and I think he sees that, that, that he's got a couple players that can do that for him. He might, I, I, at least I think in some of the games, it looks like he's, he has relied on that. Maybe not in all of them, but in some of them, it looks like he's like, all right, 
I got this. I got this. This ace right here in my pocket, you know, and I'm just gonna break it out when I'm when I'm ready. If the he team also, is struggling, he also relies on players. Like if uh, Yasser Corona is in and they make a mistake, he'll say, "Oh, it wasn't the team, or it wasn't the tactics, or it wasn't the setup. It was an individual mistake." So he'll rely on the players as excuses for letting a goal get scored or for screwing up. Yeah, any, any coach that uses the players and excuses is just a bad coach. I'm sorry, but he's done it plenty of times. Specifically with Yasser. Well, I think that you know that there's a long, uh, you know, I, I would tell Osorio to get in line for for coaches that uh, blame Yasser Corona for for losses, but uh, that's I'm not really sure why he's been called up. But uh, okay, so overall in, the, in these two games, okay, Osorio said that there were maybe two or three guys that are going to be able to uh, to you know to you know, enough to to play, or to even be called up in 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 Columbus. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know who one of who one of them is. Who were the other two? Oribe. I'm not sure. Right. I'm not sure if that was your your obvious one, but I think no. the the obvious one is Pern's favorite, Giovanni Dos Santos. Okay, that's what I that's what I thought he was referring to. I mean, you know, where, why, why did he ever not play for a year? I mean, seriously. Because he retired. That is. No, they got Russell. No, well, that that is part of it. I mean, ultimately, I think that is. I think politics had had played the biggest role. I think Corbelin might have a chance. Yeah. I think there's more than two or three, honestly. I mean, uh, I mean, if 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 breaking the bunker, so to speak, is so important, then he then he needs guys with good individual ball skill, and uh, you know, you know, those guys are the. Who was the guy that was playing on the left on um, against New Zealand? Gallardo. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, I think he he may have a shot. So green raw that I don't I don't think he knows. You know, he he was just he was just playing you know, like he wasn't thinking, which is probably a good thing. He's too new. He's not gonna. He's a little too green. A little too green. He, he's not. He's not ripe yet. Chuki, obviously, uh, he's part of it. But as far as starting, I don't know. I don't know if any of those guys will start. He left. I like Bruce Brisuela, how he's been playing in Chivas, but he took him out and he left Orbelin in. So I want to say Orbelin has the upper hand. Well, Giovanni played ninety minutes both games, right? Yeah. You know, and that's that, that's pretty rare for for for, for you, especially with Osorio. Do you guys remember when um, when Piojo took over the team and he initially? I think if his first initial comments were like some more along the lines of. He sees like uh, he, there was no big difference between the European-based players, and but I think he like he his he changed he changed his tune dramatically once he actually got them they, all in. to the next. Yeah, yeah. Had him had him called him in, and he's just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> These guys, I think ultimately, any coach that sees Geo in practice is probably going to come to the same realization. It was uh, he was like his memory. He was gonna have Negro Medina and 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 Hulit, 
and uh, and Chapo Montes was we're gonna we're gonna be his starting midfield in the World Cup. Think about and it that. took all of one practice, right? Pretty much. You know well, what, guys? You know, luckily or, or unluckily, Negro Medina did get injured before. Yeah. Poel. I don't think I don't I don't think he was going to go with the whole America squad. Like I don't think he was going to leave out all the all the, the European based players. <laughs> well, I, I, to me, I guess it was more because interesting like, the fact that that like seeing him in practice was was like. Okay, these guys are clearly better than than what I'm used to seeing in the league. Weekend no, but and weekend. but see, these guys had already come up with. They had already reached the conclusion that the, the team's motivation was broken because you had three different coaches where the same top players had meltdowns. So so you know they did it against the U.S. and then they did it again in Costa Rica with. Uh, so they did it under Chepo Tena and then Bucetich. So the whole thing was like, these guys might do it again if things get tricky against New Zealand. So let's just bring in America that's been playing together, and and we have the coach, and and we could be, we could be New Zealand, and then we'll slowly bring some of these guys back in. But he didn't. He didn't bring any of them slowly. He's. They were all back. Yeah, I mean, he, he had the call up team. in March, and they played Nigeria in uh, in in Atlanta, and it was a zero zero game. But uh, you know, Guardado and Herrera, all those guys played, and you know, and Herrera really hadn't. It was the first time; it was the only fetch FIFA available to him. So yeah, I mean, by the time that uh, that, I mean, it was it was pretty obvious to him that. But. Uh, Okay, so so we're thinking Giovanni is going to get called up, at least at least we hope. Likely, uh, obviously, uh, Lozano and and uh, Pineda. Then. Hey, I got a question. I got a question on Chucky Lozano. Even you know he made the the pass to to Gio that led to the goal and all that, and then a few minutes later he screws up the play where he could have passed Oribe. Uh, and I saw a comment on Twitter saying that he. He could. Be, he's going to be the next Cesar Villaluz, Luis Angel Landin. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of that? Really, I'm like, a bit exaggerated. <laughs> yes, that's a bit harsh. And I mean, Villaluz, and Villaluz didn't have such a terrible career. But um, I think there could be worse, uh, worse career paths to be well, taken than, than you know. Cesar it's Villaluz. interesting that you guys bring up a guy like Chucky in the bunker because what did the, what did Chucky do? to get himself open for both of those plays. Hey, someone stole the ball and then he, he grabbed it and ran with it. And yeah, but how but how did he run? How did he On a diagonal. The exactly. Uh, in the last Gold Cup, I remember Tomas Boy saying, you want to beat this defense, you have to run diagonally. And like they do it time, it was incredibly successful. And he's like, I, 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 he's, he's just pulling his hair out. He's like, I, I don't understand why they don't, why they don't see this. Why, why they don't understand why this is the only way? Because you know, when when you run like that, they, like it changes the space of the defender. If you go right at him, but 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 if you run at an angle, then 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 they have certainty. Am I going to get him, or is the guy next to me going to? You know, it's just it changes their point of attack, and it's very successful. 
it's a very effective way to do that. He does it twice. They get a goal on one, and that was another one where he missed it. And you know who knows what would have happened, but the, yeah, but I mean it was all. So yes, they can beat the bunker. Uh, if, if, if there are many ways to do it, it's not just you know individual talent. Certainly one of them, and if you know, it's just it's just frustrating to me that this team for a year, and you watch the, and it, it was like watching them when when when, uh, when they were slumping with Chepo, they just have no idea. They have no idea what to do. And and the only guy that did, and I know Fernando, this is going to bother you, but but the only guy that had any kind of spark <laughs> was Giovanni, and it, and it was it was it was very obvious. You know, as other guys just they just they just don't see. You know, you want to see? I, I'm going to draw some parallels on past uh, coaches that knew the axe was coming. You know, remember Will Sanchez? He was he didn't he didn't want to cap um, Guille Franco because you know he was a uh, you know, naturalizado y que no sé qué. But right towards the end, when he knew that, you know, the end was coming, he decided to cap him. And I don't know, I guess I'm saying, I'm seeing the same parallel here with uh, Osorio. He didn't bring in Gio, and all of a sudden he brought him in. <clears throat> That's a good result. But uh, I don't know, I'm seeing the writing on the wall. So you think that Osorio's gone before the end of the year? Uh, I think if he does doesn't get good results in these two next games, yeah, he will, for sure. They already, they, the press already laid out the groundwork, like I was telling you guys earlier. They already, they already did the Bora Milutinovic job, where they just, even though he has a really great record, probably one of the best records that national team coach in the recent memory has had. Fernando, he's been playing St. Vincent and the Grenadines, dude. <laughs> what are you saying? He's having a great record. he was a girl. In danger of losing his job, you know that's just disgraceful. You know they're, you know, just like Bora Milutino back in '97, qualified Mexico to the World Cup, but still got fired. So I, I have a feeling that, you know, if he doesn't get a good um, result here in November, it's going to be the end of him. So you're saying you wouldn't start him against the U.S.? I wouldn't what? You wouldn't start him against the U.S. Who, Gio? Yes. Um. No, I wouldn't. We, we have better players in his position. Oh. <laughs> Who? Well, you know, we got Tecatito. You know, we got Chuki. Who's been injured for the past two months and hasn't played in. Well, you know, a month can be a long, you know, a long time for a soccer player. You know, they can get back in. And a lot can happen within a month. So, you know. You know, maybe Giovanni will break a nail. I like, I like the idea of, of Giovanni starting. I just don't like the idea of, of forcing him to stay on, on any particular side. I like the just letting him just go wherever he wants, even if it's up to the midfield to help bring the ball up or, or wherever he wants to go. I just think What's that? That's, that's the way he used to play when he was at Villarreal, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to imagine you'd want to, you know, one of your best players. That you would, that, you know, why on earth would you want to develop some sort of, you know, some sort of system that would take advantage of, of, of your, of your, of your, the best qualities of your best players? Why on earth would any coach want to do that? I mean, seriously. Well, because you know, if I got, I'm like, a system you know? guy, it's got to be the system, and the only thing that works is my system, and any anything. Outside of the system is unacceptable, and you're not going to play for me if you don't play my system. Just playing in MLS, you know, he's great not to strategy to have. 
<laughs> he's not up to par to these type of tactics where he can be roaming around, you know. What he what up that. to par are you talking about? about Didn't you just say he is doing that at Villarreal? He was doing that at Villarreal, <laughs> but he can't do that anymore because he's an MLS now. You know, he doesn't can't, have can't to do what? I'm not sure um, you're going to sell most people on that logic, Pern, but... Well, I'm you know, saying... I respectfully disagree. You know, I, I think Osorio would do well taking this squad to Columbus. I think he would, this squad would do better than if he took the European-based, the team that crashed against Chile. But this is a squad that he should play with. So you just want him to get fired. How many, how many, how many Chivas do you think should be on, on, on like if Chivas started doing really well? Go ahead. Good. Four, five. Be the base of the squad. Yes. You have to play that song longer uh, there, John. That's all I, well, I can't do that because, uh, you know, then we'll get, uh, we'll get in trouble with, uh, with, with the ASCAP <laughs> and, and the BMI. So we gotta, we got to keep it short. <laughs> uh, but no, no, he, he could take at least four of them. But, but I think this squad is, is a bit more hungry, and I think they would they would play more balls out. Uh, I feel the Euro squad, they already lost, uh, you know, they lost trust in Osorio. He lost that team already. He should just go with this one that clicked the last two games. I honestly feel um, they, they would do a better job. What about what about in the press conference when Osorio said that the thing that he saw improvement in the Mexican player is their combative combativeness? Yes, he, that's what I mean. He's not getting it with the other squad. I guarantee it. They're fighting now. They're they're, they're... so yeah, are, are these, they these complacent? Guys, these these guys want to win a spot in the team. That's how it was with Piojo when he brought in the Amer- quote unquote America. Squad yeah, for New Zealand. I mean, let's be honest. Let, let's be honest about the whole America thing. Uh, do you think New Zealand was thrilled when they saw who they were playing in in in, in the playoff? I mean, don't you think New Zealand would have much rather have played a an El Salvador or a, or an Honduras, a Panama, <laughs> and, and instead of and, instead of Mexico, because they knew they were going to get throttled. I mean, I mean, Piojo. You know, Piojo could have sent uh, could have sent Dorados, and they would have won five nothing. That's as Raúl Orobañano says. Esa es la realidad. You know, it's just I mean, <laughs> he didn't. You know, now now Piojo did those guys a favor because he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have you guys travel halfway across the world twice to play a game that I know we're going to win. So I'll just take I'll just take these guys. Don't even worry about it. it. Was it was it was still a ballsy move though. Well, that it was really the right against conventional he, he, thing. He needed guys with familiarity, and you know there was because you know it's it was it was what what Javier Aguirre did when he came in in two thousand one. He what, what team is playing the best? Oh, Cruz Azul and Pachuca. And as many Cruz Azul guys as I can. Team, and I'll sprinkle in other, some guys here and there. You know, I sprinkled in Borghetti and Cabrito, and that was the team. Everyone else were you know cementeros. So, you know, I mean, if, 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 uh, it's just, uh, I mean, I, I don't have the confidence that, uh, bringing on, you know, Chicharito is going to come and Herrera is going to come and all these guys are going to come. 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean, but I mean, I think that those guys aren't necessarily not hungry. I just big fans of the coach. I think they'd also benefit from some competition. They would, just like like anybody does. But I mean, honestly, like uh, I, you I know, know. I go go ahead and call him up, and don't start him. Play somebody else. You know. But he's not going to start him anyway because he has that stupid rotation. I mean, you know, the team that plays in Columbus <laughs> is going to be different than the team that plays in Panama. I mean, that's that's insane. That's true. That is that's absolutely true. insane. That's revolutionary. You know, that's just the, the way that football is played. Now. It's it's only going to be revolutionary if if he wins the World, the World Cup. Yeah, if he wins the World Cup, then then you know what? I'll, I'll be like, you know what? You're right, man. Well, this you know what? Then this it makes is going to change things. Judgment until then, right? And he failed to win the Copa America with If it was a total yeah, back to the system that, like John was saying right now. I, I believe uh, he, you know, I believe, if he doesn't if he if he goes to the World Cup, if he makes it that far, he doesn't get fired, you know. <laughs> and, and wins it's and, a big and if, yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah, his system sucks, you know, it was proven that it was horrible, it was failure. But right now you guys are already making an assumption that it's terrible when it's like you said, going by your parameter that you set, it has not been proven. Well, no. Um, and actually, what I was going to say is that what I think most of us agreed on was when he first got hired a year ago is that, you know, some of the tests that we was going to have, the first one was Honduras, which ended up not being as much of a test to most of us, I guess. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. That's what, I, hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying and to. And then he I'm let him off to, the hook. I'm trying he to let recap. him off the hook six months later or however long it was. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a recap of, of, the next round. of everybody's kind of like opinion, like as, as it happened. And then the next test was going to be the Copa America. And so for me, in my opinion, he's one for two of his tests. This next one, I think, should determine whether he should continue or not. But, and I do think that the way. They're constantly the way the media is constantly bashing him and 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 like Lincoln basically Carter. wanting him to to leave. Yes, I I kind of feel that they should have just had. I, I wish they would have just done it immediately after the game, and then we could have just moved on, let him move on. Because no, the thing is, is the I don't think it's fair to much him. power so, over who decides uh, to stay and who decides to leave. That's ridiculous. Are you, are you serious? When when the the team is owned by a media company and you think <laughs> they don't have power? No, I'm I mean, saying it's ridiculous. They have the much power. I know they have the power. I know they have the power, but they shouldn't. That's the thing. They, they the, the media shouldn't be the ones dictating who's the one who's going to leave or stay. You know, they, it it should be by results. And right now, Os- Osorio has a great record right now. I, I would agree with you. He, despite the uh, competition aside, the record itself is good, and there's really no but see, that's, warranted that's reason thing. to be fired. There's a whole thing good. that... Good and terrible. He was brought in to improve on what we already had built. And that record is a huge improvement, right? And but that's, biggest, what, that's what every coach has been and, brought in for. Wait, hold on. His, his biggest tournament was the Copa America. Forget... Uh, to date. forget yeah, so if, if you kind of demonstrate, you know, what you bring to the table, that was the tournament, and he looked bad in every game. Mexico did not look – they just – Mexico just looked bad it's every game why. until they find you – know, they, they, the only they, thing – They beat Jamaica. To, to put it you on know, Prince they, words – They ended up in, first, in the first place. The only thing Osorio did was find innovative ways for Mexico to get raped. 
Well, let me correct you, Joel. You said ways. That's his gay way. That <laughs> That's was one, one way. Because different ways, dude. No, 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 no. Granted, it was magnificent. I mean, it, it was. I mean, it's, mon- <laughs> it's monumental what he did, what what he came up with. But it's still, I mean, it's one. So, and, and here's my thing: either, it, it, either. It's like, and maybe this is a poor analogy, but I, I, I kind of like think of it from a, like a romantic boyfriend girlfriend thing where oh my guys God. like, all right, I cheated. I'm sorry. Girls like, all right, I forgive you. But she brings it up at every given moment. And it's like, all right, well, either you forgive me or you're not. And, you know, the they made the decision to keep him. So it'd be nice for most of us to just shut up and just, you know what, look, but it's just every game. It's 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 nauseating how much they complain and complain and complain about the rotaciones and this and that. It's like, dude, you, these are broken records. Well, broken records, that's... man. It's like you know what the the, the 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 federation made the decision to keep him. Let's just shut up and let it, let let the guy let let, let the games play out. Let, right, so let so... him hang himself on his own accord. We don't. He doesn't need our help. Yeah. So say say How's we. Going? That's all, man. So say we let Pern have his uh, his desire, and uh, and the press is not influencing. Um, if if Osorio loses these next two games, how hard, I don't look without looking at the schedule and all that. How hard is it that, that Mexico still qualifies past the hex? They still qualify because they have like three, uh, I believe, uh, three games that are at home straight in a row. Well, they have five games at home, and they have five games on the road. Yeah. Yeah, so this, the first two games this, are on the road. So out of the eight remaining games, five of them would be at home. In yeah, fact, out of the first, the first three out of four games are actually on the road. This is so literally the, the hardest next, part of the hex. This is going to be literally the, the most challenging part. Four out of six are at home. Hey, you know, um, I guess I overheard some gossip there in the press conference. Juan? Oh, he's got you know, gossip, dude. What, what flavor, what flavor the was the Kool-Aid, Juan? Oh, hang on. I don't have CDNS. But I do have... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's the best as I can do. <laughs> All right, guys. So so can I give you my honest review of the game? Wait, Please. Yeah, you were... Uh, Juan Uribe has joined us, ladies and gentlemen. He was I, in... Pinche Joel. Bridge the cheese, man. I want the cheese first. Put the game, dude. man. Uh, yeah, give me okay. the cheese, man. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So no, he should give us. He should give us the review first, and then give us the cheese. <laughs> we need the. We need the hook. We need the hook. I actually, you know? I want to see commercial break. You know what? That was a good teaser, do? though. You know what yeah. you should do, uh, uh, cheeky, is to say, "Hey, Juan has inside information. You know, tune into the show and hear what it is." All right. You should tweet that out. We got, we got inside inside information from from Juan Uribe. So, so give us your report, Juan. But but first, but before before you give us a report, very very quick question: What uh, what flavor was the was the was the Kool Aid at Bridgeport, Illinois? No 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 no. There's, there was no Kool Aid here. There's no no Kool Aid. Okay okay. No, he didn't drink the Kool Aid. All, right. All right, fire away. Give us your review. <laughs> you know what though? There was lemonade, and I think there was some kind of uh, unsugared, unsweetened tea and water. So, you know me and tea. I you know unsweetened tea. I just don't do that. Um, well here's you know after watching. Watching this team play here live and and seeing what he's asking these players to do or what they're doing on the field, 
they're just uh, they're they're not able to establish any kind of passing rhythm, and that's definitely making these players look bad. Uh, what is he asking the players to do that is so difficult for them to conceptualize and then and then perform it? Do their well, job. That's well, check this out. In the in the first half, uh, what I noticed is they were trying to. Uh, to you know, brincar líneas. Basically, the players in the back, starting from the keeper, and the two backline players, uh, Marine and, and Ayala, they were uh, trying to play his famous diagonal balls to to both Gio and Brizuela, and they weren't really successful. They weren't really successful the first uh, 20 minutes or so. I, I, you could probably see it live on TV. And so, what then? Then what? What they ended up trying to do was uh, was something interesting that, and, and I didn't get a chance to ask him about this. Was uh, was uh, within within his four three three you had a uh, you had um on the right on the right flank you had Pineda Gio and, and and Jordan Siva and they were basically rotating positions uh and you know so you had some kind of link there which is within the four three three that that's something that is uh that is known that you can do and it, so it was just interesting uh to see it develop and that started creating danger. And it was creating spaces for them on the right, uh, which they didn't take. They weren't able to take advantage. And then on the left, uh, something similar was happening between Aldrete, uh, Brizuela, and um, and Guti. And so I think that's why uh, Brizuela was able to create the danger. You notice the last what 10 minutes, maybe you started seeing Brizuela start to, you know, uh, attacking more down the left and creating and, and basically uh, unbalancing the Panamanian defense. So going into going into halftime, the the the, the left flank is, is really operating well, and then guess what he does coming out, <laughs> which, which which to me is the most hilarious part is he subs out Brizuela and he subs out Jordan Silva. So that connection you started seeing with those players, um, it pretty much disappeared. And so he brought in Chucky, he moved Gio to the left. So even though he only brought on two players, he really did like three changes, uh, you know, and that's really. That I think within a soccer team, you're giving a team, you're, whatever they're building, they're building, you just tear it apart when you introduce three changes total. Um, and I'm not sure what exactly he's trying to set, what, what exactly he was trying to get working with that, because then towards the end of the second half, he he had he had uh, he moved uh, he introduced Gallardo, he moved Gio to center mid, he took out Pineda, and then he put uh, uh, Chucky. On the left, on the left hand, you know, on the left wing. Um, but it worked, though, man. It worked because the subs ended up scoring a goal. No, well, well, well. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it worked because I don't think what, where where uh, Duenas, uh, you know, he played a ball to Chucky. And Chucky what is Chucky. his fascination with Duenas? I mean, doesn't Mexico have better midfielders than Duenas? Honestly, well, he played him at right really back. Good. I think he, he has them there because he can play two or three. Fernando, Duenas is a Tigres, man. How on earth could you, could you, could you, could, could you <laughs> even I, utter those I, words? I have a question for Juan. I look past, you know, club rivalries. Hey, but, hey, Juan, but, hey, John, Juan, Duenas wait. Is there, Duenas is there because he's a multi-positional player is what I think. Multi-position. That's fine, but he's not a very good one. No, no, but, but, but I think Chucky works because he can. Do you still want to show me your cucumber? I think Chucky showed up, you know, he kind of did what he wanted within Osorio's system. So I don't think he was working within the system when that goal came along. It was kind of like, 
It was more like Chucky doing his Chucky thing, you know? Juwan, Ju- Juwan, how much do you think Mexico's goal came right after Panama made three changes? Do you think that that helped? I think that definitely hurt Panama. That definitely helped Mexico. I mean, anytime you you introduce uh, three changes, like, I mean, look, this is this happens all across the U.S. Like within youth soccer. Um, you know, and it's, and you see coaches that don't know that they kind of just introduce changes for the hell of it, you know, to give people playing time and that kind yeah, of. Although, say, yeah, because I've heard how they say if, if you make a cambio, they're in a free kick or a corner kick, you could hurt your team right there. Cause... Well, well, yeah, the, the, the kind of the saying goes, uh, is you don't want to do a sub during a corner or, or any type of, any type of situation where, where you're defending, like you want to wait till a goal kick usually is a, or, or some kind of throwing uh, is usually where you want to do it. Well, a goal kick is like ideal, I think, because you, you know, you set up the team. Right before they put the chance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is alive and kicking. So, you know, is, uh, is Pern, is, is Pern, is the, the, the PVA and those guys are going to take the uh, A little later. We'll get to it a little later. Now, Juan, did, before, did before you... we move on, however. All the cheese, man. We, we, you got to give us the cheese, man. Okay, so dude, you, well, there's two cheesemates. Uh, uh you, you guys probably aren't surprised by them, but I was actually I was surprised to hear them confirm. Uh, the first one was I don't I think this individual, I don't know who he is, but he looked like Baños. You know, he was wearing the Mexican Federation gear that they all wear. He was talking to another gentleman, and they were saying something about Fabian. Se regresó pedo, which to me. <laughs> It's okay though. It's a long flight. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why he did it. You know, I don't know what it was, but that's. I guess that's why they. You know, why did he go home early? No, he sent him. Uh, uh, Osorio said he he did he served his purpose and that he he wants to get him, send him back home so he can uh, play uh, play on the weekend. No, I also said that was the deal with. Uh, with Frankfurt. Yeah, with Frankfurt, that that was a deal, which is one game. Hey, you know what? Honestly, I mean, that's a long ass flight. I would, I'd probably want to get tanked too. <laughs> yeah, but the question is, maybe he was drunk right after the game, you know, and partying it up. And... He was drunk during yeah, the game. He, he honestly <laughs> scored a great. He scored a great goal. He scored a great goal. Yeah, that that earned him a couple shots. And, and you know, I think Osorio he did like him. He he saw his Gio and Fabian as kind of. Being equal as far as the, what they bring to the team in the presser. Um, yeah, I, I think Marco Fabian personally is a little bit has a little more versatility than Giovanni, just because he can manage, uh, you know, both both right and left foot, and I think he has a little bit better ball control. But that's, you know, that's why just because me. he plays in Europe. You think, you, you think he uses both hands to, to when he's drinking? You know, he takes a shot with his. I hope he uses two hands and then like and like sucks tequila out of a out of a out of his date's belly button. Oh man! And the other cheese man. Well, Fuche, I, I didn't. I don't know. I, I heard it in the press pressure room. Which, what it was, was that that Osorio and Desio are feuding. That's the rumor that I heard. That there's a feud. That they're that they're both they're fighting each other, and that pretty much Osorio's days are numbered. And that's one of the causes that Desio's. Uh, you know, he, he's he's he's. So obviously, what it sounds like is Desio doesn't call the shots with the federation, and I'm sure the owners, the, the you know, isn't it rumored the TV stations really run the show? And uh, but, oh, I don't think it's a rumor. Okay, well, 
Oh yeah, well, but but the rumor is that Desio and Osorio are feuding, and so I think that that probably adds to this. You know, if if he's feuding with Desio, if if he's feuding with a couple players, if the if the if he's not able to translate uh, to the players what he really wants on the field, and you know, and and and, and then add to that that he's not getting the results that maybe. Uh, now, uh, I, I'm gonna send this video to Beto so he can post it, but. Uh, there was a question made to Osorio, where they asked him, "Hey, Profe, you know, you've been you've been with the with Mexico uh, for a year. You know, you've given us several games, and he goes, and you've given us the best 60 minutes that we have seen so far is that Uruguay game in Copa America. Besides that, you haven't really the team hasn't really clicked the way you the way it, it should click, and we haven't seen the soccer that we that we want to see, the football that we want to see. So, he, what 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 do you attribute that to, or or what do you think happened in that game that hasn't happened in other games? And Osorio, he answered this question, and he indirectly admitted that 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 that's true. That what that what that what that that the best that the team looked the best in that game for a short period, uh, in his whole one-year tenure. So, to me, that was interesting as well to hearing him admit. And now I'm wondering if he's gonna get hung by the press or by, you know, within the federation for that for. Do you, do you think that uh, Osorio and Desio are fighting because Osorio has more, more, uh, a more ridiculous amount of facial hair than than Desio de Maria? <laughs> you know what, man? <laughs> At this point, it could be anything, man. Maybe, it might be maybe one of the, you know, maybe Osorio's getting more camera time now. Who do you think has more more like long hairs in their ear, Desio de Maria or uh, or, or Ricardo Osorio? Oh, you know, I think Justino Compeyan takes that one. Really? So you're saying that Justino has like, 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 like cotton balls in his ears? It's it's so thick. <laughs> yeah, man, I think so. Hey, well, what do you think of? Uh, I think on the uh, Mexican soccer show, they they started talking about that uh, the federation is um, setting up Herrera to come back. That's hey, that's all news, man. We mentioned so it here too. You know, you know, one of the this was months ago. Uh, one of the first guys I was talking about this was, was from uh, Jorge Jorge Ramos y su banda was uh, Hernan Pereira. He was one of the first to to mention this, and he said it months ago. He said he was talking about uh, how Piojo was was the front runner to go to Cruz Azul, and he said that they that. Uh, you approached them and they told them, you know what? Don't take the job. Uh, take it. They they told them to go to TJ instead, and then ultimately they were going to bring him back. And not too long ago, I, I don't know if it was with ESPN. Um, he he did an interview. Uh, they asked him about about you know the problem with Martinoli, and he said, you know, he said that. It's it's now behind him. It's in that he he was talking about how you know they broadcast they broadcast Tijuana games. So he, I I do agree with that. That's messed up, man. They're doing there's, it. Like, they're doing it. Like you must do. You 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 know uh, one more thing I, I didn't mention to you guys because I don't know what went down, but I don't really want to speak about it. But I saw Tom, Tom Marshall slip uh, Osorio a note. Uh, <laughs> So I thought, you know, and I'm wondering now what what it, what was contained within that note. Uh, 
Tom Marshall, the ESPN guy at the Mexican soccer show. Uh, he had uh, maybe it was like uh, one of those folded up notes, like, "Hey, do you do you like me? Yes, no." You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would. I would check, check this box. Check one of the boxes. Yeah, I, I'm. I, it, that's you know that's probably what it was because uh, you know Tom Marshall was sitting in the front row and he seemed to be winking at him a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is uh, there more is cheese, man. This is this is great. That, uh... Now, let me ask you this, Juan: when, when you walked into the press box, how uh, suffocating was the smell of cologne? Uh, you know, it smelled like mothballs for some reason. I don't know. You know what? Everything here in Chicago, every place, every place that has an in- indoor ventilation, it smells like mothballs. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's like maybe you know maybe that's why uh, Albert Campa, uh, Chiki's maybe that's didn't he used to live in Chicago? Maybe that's why he moved out. You know, the is that mothballs, mothballs smell everywhere. Maybe it's old buildings. How every far morning. is the stadium? From, did you fly to O'Hare or or, to, or in the Midway? You know, um, no, I, I I I flew into O'Hare. And, but but the stadium's in Midway, so it, it you know I didn't I couldn't find any. So it took you like two and a half hours to get to the small hair. No no no, I'm staying. I'm actually it's funny, John. Uh, this is tripped me up because uh, so I flew into it O'Hare, you know, uh, but I'm actually I'm staying in Midway or or, or Bridge. Yeah, the city that I'm staying in is Midway, the hotel. Um, and I guess but there's also like there's a there's an airport like five minutes away from me, and the stadium's only like like twenty minutes away. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I was, in, I was in Chicago, I guess it was last summer, and we had to drive over to, we were going to South Bend, which is only 60 miles away, and it took us almost three hours because the traffic in Chicago was, was so bad. Oh, man, that downtown traffic was horrible. This morning I went to, I, I drove by Soldier Field, uh, um, and I went, you know, I did some family time stuff, and and uh, but I drove by Soldier Field and I was impressed actually at the at the architecture of that 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 stadium. And then I come to Toyota Park and I compare and I'm like, you know what, this country, I don't think soccer is gonna really be as big as maybe the MLS guys would like it to be, or or you know for them to be a competitive, uh, you know, worldwide to to have the resources uh, to be one of the top leagues. Because if you if you just look at at these cities, the soccer specific stadium, I think it's the capacity of. Uh, of like 20,000. They didn't tell us the capacity, but I don't think it's that big. And you look at Soldier Field, that capacity in that one's what, uh, like 80,000 or something like that? Yeah, Soldier Field has like 70 or so. Okay. Soldier Field is really cool because it's right on the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Very pretty. It's a cool yeah, it's very, little stadium. It's, it's a very nice, it's a beautiful stadium, and you come to Toria Park, and it's not, it doesn't live up to what Soldier Field has, you know? Juan, I I had a question for you too, as far as the game goes. Or I heard they made a an announcement saying that they were prohibiting the use of certain words. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Did you see anybody get kicked out? No, I didn't. I didn't see. I, you know what? I didn't. I didn't pay attention to that. I don't think anybody got kicked out. But there is no way they're gonna kick out the whole stadium. Because. <laughs> You know, every time the goal, I don't know if they, if you guys were able to, if you guys watch the, the, the telecast, if they, you know how sometimes they, they, they beep out certain words or they remove them, but the whole, the whole stadium was chanting, you know, they were doing the puto chant and there was a, 
the the both national teams made a speech uh, before the game about this, about you know homophobic chants and racial chants and different things, which um, only made the crowd say it louder. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's and, and so I think you were, talking, were were you offended? Well, for Roni, for my friend Roni, I was because I know how sensitive he is about his situation. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but they, they on the on the broadcast on the Univision broadcast they said oh but but the the words that they said in the in the pregame was homophobic and the the puto chant isn't homophobic and then uh, Pedro Bermudez also mentioned the uh, Joel's avatar Miming Pinguin I don't know what he was oh, talking about <laughs> well it's it's very obvious what he's talking about the Pedro Bermudez is obviously an avid listener to the, of the show yeah. You know what? I, I've been the mean penguin at penguin at it. He did talk about penguin in reference to Chivas. Yeah, he did say it in the broadcast. Home. Actually, I heard it. I was gonna say something. Abe, what about Bruce? Just say penguin. Everybody knows that's not racist. Or every Mexican. You know, I'm pretty sure these guys do it. I mean, look, uh, uh, I ran into the the weasel. You know, weasel. And Caesar uh, from uh, the Mexican soccer show, and they knew who Dos Acero podcast was. They're like, "Oh yeah, you know." Yeah. They, they, but they, you know what? They said that when they went to Philadelphia, that they tried to hit up Ronnie for some free guacamole, and that he he was a no show. <laughs> oh, that's not surprising. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, I'll, at this point, you hey. know, Ronnie could just be like a like well, like. Who the, the hell are they? I was on the field. Okay, I was on the field. Does Ronnie's truck have an English only sign? <laughs> Ronnie's like 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 the Hal nine thousand. He just it's just the voice. <laughs> See, for, for for you young listeners, that that was a reference to two thousand one Space Odyssey. For you, don't 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 know. <laughs> Yeah, for snappers. So this whole uh, this whole Puto Chan thing, the uh, the F the FMF last week appealed appealed the sanctions that FIFA has levied onto them. There's a protocol, obviously. Like, okay, the first defense is this. I think they're on the th- out of like the five lists. You know, the five things you can't do. They're like on number three. It's it's, it's going to be a matter of time before uh, before that they're going to they're going to get sanctioned to play in front of an empty stadium. What are or, they or, or be banned from playing in the stadium? What are they trying to so argue how, that they, what, What's their argument? Their argument is that, is, is that it's not it's is that it's not a homophobic chant. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean you know which. Frankly, you know that that may be so, but the problem is is it is is, is, is that it doesn't matter what they think; it, it's what FIFA thinks. No, 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 John. Now you have to explain that the that the gist of their argument, if, if the summary was, look, uh, putos, los los gays no son putos. Puto, el que le vaya a la América. That, that, that's <laughs> 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 oh, That's uh, th- that is a very valid point. That was brilliant. Is is that the FMF knows that they have a better chance of winning the appeal than than to actually stopping the people from 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 yelling. 
Estás crecido, Juan. Estás crecido. So what about when a referee makes a bad call and the and the fans start start yelling culero, culero? Now, I was I used to be a referee, so I, I find that highly offensive, and I think they need to start being fined for for using that word. I used referees. to know uh, Christy that uh, in in the winter uh, the fields would get really you know like anywhere else they get really dusty. So he'd he'd do the first half in his contacts, and if it got really if we got if it got too dusty, then at halftime he would go. He did this on purpose every time. He would go and then change out his contacts and put glasses on and come back to the field with glasses. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, so I mean, in all honesty, you know, FMF because they can't stop the chant, so they're 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 trying to pretend. Peel rather that that uh, you know it's, it's, it's not you it's you know it's it's not what you think at all that this is what we mean when we say it blah 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 no chance they they have, they have no chance of doing either so you know I think for Mexico fans it's uh, that you better brace yourself for the fact that you know the third game uh, or maybe the fourth game is going to be uh, Panama, their 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 fourth their fourth home game would be the one that uh, I'm sorry, it wouldn't be against Panama. It would be against uh, it would be against uh, I think either the the Ticos. Uh, the the Ticos is the first one, and then Honduras is the second. So U.S. would be the third. Panama yeah, it would be Panama. It would be Panama the fourth one. Third one. So one of those, one of those are going to play either. They're going to play in, in an empty stadium. You know, it might be to their benefit if they play Panama, or or uh, yeah, if they play Panama in an empty stadium. I think. Because uh, I think. So what was what was the size difference between the Panamanian players and the Mexican players? Uh, you know what? Uh, other than Jordan Silva, I thought that uh, he, he didn't go into the locker room, John. <laughs> No locker, you have access. no locker room talk. Yeah. Locker room talk. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you not cover Bolillo Gomez's press conference, uh, Juan? You know, I guess, I guess I. Mixta? No, I I didn't go to Zona Mixta. I went to the to the to the press conference room, and I only saw Osorio's for some reason. I think they might have, they might have had a different room for Bolillo. And did he did he recognize you? Who Osorio? Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, you know what? No. I, almost, I almost got a question in Israel. The the, the press officer uh, Israel. He looked at me and he's like, you know what, dude? We're done. Like you know, you would have been next, but we're done. And I was like, <laughs> you know. Um. What what were you gonna ask, Juwan? Well, actually, I, I wanted to ask Osorio why he subbed out Brizuela. What did he see? Um, you know, uh, actually, you know, Weasel from the Mexican soccer show, he's, he was very cool. He, he gave me some pointers on how to how to, how to, to frame my question so that it, you know, it was, uh, I got a good response. And so I had, a, I, had a, I had a game plan going in that I just wanted to find out what it was with Brizuela and with uh, Jordan Silva that he saw that they, that, that they needed to be subbed out because uh, – from what I saw going towards uh, halftime, uh, those players, uh, especially Brizuela, they were he was he was 
You know, he was creating danger. He was sitting in crosses. I mean, you saw that shot that uh, I think it was Gio that smashed it on the goalie's face, or was that in the second half? No, that was uh, Giovanni. Yeah, right. In the first half. In the it was first... their only shot on goal in the first half. Yeah. 42 minutes in. Yeah, and I think there was another cross that uh, that maybe Cepillo didn't get to. Um, you know, so I, I wanted to find out. I wanted to find out that, and then I wanted to ask him, if is, I mean, I've read in circles that uh, since 2013, what Mexico has really struggled with is bringing the ball out of the back under control to find a midfielder um, to, to, to link the defense and the forwards. So I wanted to ask him, one, if he shared that opinion or did he see it the same way? And two, what was what, you know, what how specifically was he trying to solve that? Or was it personnel or was it? Uh, you know, like that that long diagonal to start opening space in midfield is that you know me because uh, but you know I I didn't get to ask my question but that that was my question for him. Well, one day, one day. Well, you know what? Actually, unless you go to Columbus, you're probably not going to get a chance to ask him. Yeah, that, well, you know what? Maybe once he comes back to LS, I'm sure I'll see him. Or he will end up coaching at Arizona United because uh, he has. I hear he has a, he has a big following in Arizona, so, so, maybe, so maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll end up there. I think Juwan is is um. I think he will be going to Columbus with Chiquis, right? Um, I, I, applied, I, I Chiquis applied. We both applied together. Um, you know what? Uh, Soccer Chronicle has some pool, man. Uh, you know they. Uh, I got the best seats. Like if you look at the, I don't, I don't want to call out people, but I had a better chair than, than, than Weasel. You know, he was like, to his left was the wall. You know, there was a wall to his left. He had to like stick out his head to be able to see. Like, <laughs> poor guy. So I, I think Ronnie, whatever, whatever Ronnie did uh, in the past is definitely, uh, you know. He sends quack. He sends quack to the press officers. Do you still want to show me your cucumber? Guacamole, dude. Oh, that's what it is. Guacamole gift baskets. Ah, uh, that's... a very naughty boy! So, uh, so ultimately, uh, Juan, your, your, your experience then... Uh... With, with with the press, did you did you get all googly when you saw Fernando Schwartz or or, or is that just me? Yeah, I think that's just you, man. I didn't even notice that guy. That isn't he like uh, that's Doctor Schwartz, right? I, I didn't see him, dude. I don't know. He's, maybe he's he's kind of a short person, right? So you know, no, he's pretty big. Fernando Schwartz? No, he's he's very, very short. And oh, I thought you meant uh, <laughs> he's like a you... hobbit, isn't he? The hobbitess. Yeah, he's well. He's not that small, but he is. Uh, it's not definitely... Man Crush Mondays, Chickies. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant the other guy that was Stop on. Stop it uh, with the locker room talk, Chickies. I thought you meant the other guy that was on uh, um, Domingo, whatever stuff, with the Senadoras. And all that. No, it's he's the one that Tim Howard got mad at for speaking Spanish during the Gold Cup final. El oh, uh, Fernando Fiore. Fiore, yeah. Oh, oh, that guy got mad at me. Mad at me during the World Cup. Ooh. Yeah, I think uh, so, kind of harshly. Hey, I feel bad Fiore about that. Fiore doesn't go to the locker rooms, does he? He's just like a studio guy. Yeah, he's now on Fox. Uh, 
Well, he, they hang around like uh, also that other player. You'll see them around like in the mix zone or in the press conference. Um, like Fiori I've seen and then uh, this other guy. Rodolfo, your, your buddy Rodolfo Landeros. No, not him, but the, a player. He's a player. He's a former player. I forget his name. Campos. Are there any new, uh, new, new social media phenomena that we should be aware of? Chiquis, since you, since you follow the, uh, the players diligently. I posted, some, I posted a couple of uh, Man Crush Monday picks earlier this week. Um, <clears throat> well, I just got this tweet from uh, from Juwan's uh, best friend Tom. It says um, Juan Carlos Osorio confirming that Imanol Ibarrondo will be working with the national team. He's a type of mental coach. That was from last week. Yes, they, they asked him. They asked last him about week. this guy. Yeah, no, it's today. Wait. I know, but that was they. They, they said that from last week. They asked him, hey, is this, is this, is this, is this a challenge with the Mexican player that they're, they're mentally, uh, you know, they need, they need like a more, uh, uh, some kind of mental coach or motivator. I'm not exactly, I, I didn't exactly catch the full, uh, what, what this guy's full role is, but he just said, look, this is this is uh, for any any athlete. Any athlete, they have a they have a team. They have a team of people that work with them. They got nutritionists. They got personal trainers. They got coach. So yeah, we're gonna bring in a coach for this particular you know type of uh, uh, situation, which I think is, is like a mental motivational thing. Instead of sending the players to Colombia, they're bringing Colombia to the players. You know, uh, I mean, did, did it work for Cuba? <clears throat> really? Hey, this just confirms to me what we said earlier that. The European based players have lost faith in Osorio. You know, or, 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 you know, I don't know, man. It could be, it could be that. That's right, dude. I, I don't know if you were connected online. I say that this team to me would do better. The team that played today and, and the one that played against New Zealand. To me, if I'm Osorio, I take that squad to Columbus. Which but who do you think he's going to take? The one that you just saw play. No, no, no. Okay, so that's who you want him to take. Who, 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 who is he really going to take? I guess is my. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, we all know who he has to take because of uh, obviously the sponsor, all the sponsors. Right, because how, cause how many, many commercials are they going to are they going to shoot before the game? That that defense doesn't impress though today, Martin and Ayala. Does it ever impress? That's the problem. <laughs> you know what, uh, Martin? Martin wasn't bad uh, coming out of the back. Uh, with the ball at his feet, I, I'm guessing that's why he's there. Uh, Ayala, he, he his his service, his, his 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 the long balls that he tried to serve up. Uh, uh, I thought it was, you know, he was probably one of the worst parts of the team with that. And then I think Marine mentally, some decisions he made, I think they could have been a lot better. So yeah, I, I agree with Chiki's. Like. They were half good and have it's like fifty fifty with them. It's like coin toss. They're gonna either make a big brain fart that hurts the team or do their job, or maybe that's too much, too much of a risk. But the other the other side, like Brice Wella or Berlin, 
Oh, uh, oh, oh there were definitely solid. some bright spots. You yeah, know, there's, there's no question. You know, I mean, you know, you know, there, you know, there, there's a lot of depth up front. There's no question. There's, there's, there's strikers. Feel there's they're they're, they're playing just it's just the defenders where, and unfortunately, you know, it's he's a mad genius and he's you know, trying to figure out what the right combination is or he's like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? I got to figure out which one of these guys play together and I haven't been able to figure it out yet. You know, even though uh, it's, uh, you know, again, I think, you know, I think everyone is in here that uh, to be points in Columbus in order for him to keep his job and if uh, rumors that were so we heard these are extra official. There were there were not anything that were that were confirmed. There were just whispers that were heard there at the, at the Toyota Center. Where you know maybe when someone was walking to get their their fifth, fifth glass of free lemonade, and they might have overheard something. So let's uh, that in mind. Let's keep that. In mind. So before we wrap it up here, and I think that uh, you know we've been on for for about an hour or so, so it's a, it's a good spot for us to to, to close up the shop uh, uh, very quickly for 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 uh, our listeners. I'm sure dying to know. And of course, you could uh, you could uh, chat with us if you like. We do have someone who says that uh, Brizuela was more effective in the final third. That's from Christian Castro. He's absolutely right. Brizuela was indeed more effective there than some of the other players. But Osorio uh, survived November. I will ask. Uh, I will ask Dan first. Does Osorio survive after November? I don't think he will. Uh-oh. Does he? Uh, does uh, Does Osorio survive after November? <clears throat> uh, who'd you ask? Yeah, um, not he cut out. Um, I think. I think uh, he loses to U.S. and he loses to Panama, and um, everyone gets his wish and he's gone. Fernando, I'm sorry, Fernando's not with us anymore. Joel, does he? Does he last uh, past November? No, sir, he will not. And I will tell you why. I feel Osorio's more, con- more concerned with what the opponent will do than what the national team can do. Very astute observation, uh, Joel. Is, uh, he's letting the other team, is he letting the other team impose their will and he's reacting to it? But it's, it's like, uh, I think Dan brought it up, how he said that if he's going to play a certain team that has a certain type of player, he'll he'll then he'll bring in a player to counter that. Well, let's yes. hope that you get there. Uh, so, so I wanted to bring up this this quote from Wooden. So, so you. Uh, so from John Wooden, and he said, uh, "We had no control over the many possible variations." an opponent might use in the game. We did have control, total control, over preparing to execute our game. So I think this is where 
Osorio fails. He he doesn't, you know, he should concentrate more on El Tri and, and the players he has. That's a very, uh, well, I mean, any, anytime you can, we can bring John Wooden quotes into this. It's, uh, yeah, and, and then for any coach not to follow any of that stuff is uh, is unfortunate. Uh, all the reading that the guys the you know, no, you're right, John. The pyramid of it, success. Exactly, his pyramid of success. Uh, the guy never talked about winning. He never talked about winning. It was just like, in fact, all his players even say that. Never. T- it was. It was never like, oh, you got to win, you got to win. No, it was like you had to. It was everything. Like you know, the preparation, you know, the, the, the practicing. All, that's all, that's all he was about. Oh, yeah. I mean, his. Uh... Yeah, it was philosophy. His coaching philosophy. Yeah, dude. But the the thing is, you're contradicting yourself now because you're saying one of one of the arguments we had about Landon Donovan, uh, about him not being called up by Jurgen Klisman is that type of player changes your tactics. So either you can't have it both ways. Either you do what you do. Or you change your tactics to adapt to the to the opponent's strength. So now you guys are trying to have it both ways, and it might. No, the the Donovan though was consistent. It, it's inconsistent. Is it's a. It's, no, the, the whole you go both ways. You go both ways. Assumption that Jurgen actually has. Juan goes both ways. Okay. No, you you know what Don, Donovan though was personal. I I think uh, you're, you know, you're you're not making any sense now. You're, what you're saying is not adding up because, um, you obviously you want to. It, all the great coaches, if you look at, uh, you know, the Bielsa's, uh, the, the the Peps, those, I mean, well, Bielsa has Hans, really Hans Westerhoff. Hans Westerhoff. Westerhoff. You Westerhoff. Know, <laughs> well, okay, Westerhoff, he's, he was with Chivas. I mean, look at the team that he set up that that uh, Chepo took to the 2006 final. And, and Chepo didn't build that team. That team was built. Um, Westerhoff didn't build it either. Somebody else. Yes, he, he, he adapted the tactics to something a little simpler because – uh, at that point, that that team was already set up. Uh, <laughs> but look, 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 uh, look! Uh, it, it, it's like it's a like a simple thing that that Osorio says. Hey, if the opponent plays with two forwards, I play with three defenders. I mean, dude, that's, that's <laughs> Juwan really has it out for Woody. I don't know no, why. And, and and if uh, if you look if you look around, if you look at coaches that that follow that philosophy, you know, Guardiola's one of them. You know, um, Bielsa. I mean, that I yeah, but but Bielsa. does Guardiola change from one game to the next? Does he make eight player changes? Okay, no, I mean, no, one thing is adjusting your no, tactic. No, no. Another one is changing like eight, nine players. So, are you gonna let me answer the question? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh snap! Shots fired. You want to sound one? Now, now we've said we've talked about this, and, and I was actually talking with uh, one of those one of those guys from uh, from Weasel's show uh, with Caesar about this about uh, about how Osorio's a Bielcista, right? He follows uh, Bielsa's philosophy, and and he came up with with, with you know, one of the criticisms to Bielsa is that his teams they'll they'll be phenomenal for the first twenty games of the season, and then you know on the, the final run, the final stretch, they'll run out of gas. The players are done. They're burnt out, and so, um, you know, Osorio came up with this rotation system to answer that question 
uh, uh, to address that issue. But, you know, you guys talked about it before, and that was a point you, Jolie, and Ronnie made. Uh, I remember them making it where, hey, you know, that's great for, for, for a club team where you work every day with these players and week in, week out, you know, you're with them nine, nine months out of a year or more. Um, but with a national team, you know, you don't have that luxury. You don't have that much time with the players. And so if you're, if you're, if you're creating chemistry and then you break it, and it was evident, it was evident uh, at halftime how uh, going, you know, the last 10 minutes you started to see this chemistry between all the players. And then he subs in, he makes two subs and three changes total. Uh, because there was a positional change for 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 uh, Gio, um, and it kind of broke it broke the rhythm, and it took the team a while to. In fact, they didn't. They, you know, it, it took them what like 15 minutes, 20 minutes to, to 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 set up, and the goal wasn't really from his system. It was from from kind of uh, Chucky 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 Lozano appearing, kind of where he felt he should. That's the problem with the system, though. I mean, his system is to, is to go down the flanks and then bring in centers. Then he's got the wrong guys doing it. Yeah, I think I don't think that's his system. I think that's just what he's trying to do is, is play diagonal balls to, and 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 they would play the diagonal balls and they would win the secondary balls. Um, you know, I think I think I think if Ronnie was watching that, uh, he was probably impressed with that part. Secondary. Yeah, the secondary balls. Hello, BBC. Mm-hmm. You heard that? Damn right. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, Juan, do you do you believe that uh, that Osorio will be around after November? Uh, look, man. To be honest, I think I think I've I've, I've now come to the realization after watching his team play that he's already he's in over his head, and. If you look at his press conference, I think the first the first few they were jovial, they were he was full of energy, and now the guy looks like you know like he's deflated, like he's got no energy, like uh, you know he looks acabado. You know he he looks like a very sad person right now. <laughs> you know, and, and in the beginning he looked very enthusiastic. He's all like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go in there and we're gonna win Virginia. You know, like uh, what's that speech of uh, that doctor doctor Dean? Howard Dean gave. So, do you think oh, that yeah. when they when they introduce them when they play music, they they shouldn't play like the the Liga Mekis theme? They should they should just just. You're so, mean, you're so mean, Joel, for, 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 for posting that. I still want to know how he found that. What was, you look, what was his search for? Yeah, I, I was searching for Sandstorm played, no, on a, played on a toy no, flute. No, 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 no. <laughs> you were looking for the flute something, you know? Yeah, flute was definitely involved in the, in, 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 in the search parameters. <laughs> question i'm convinced so, so, so you, you so you think that he's done then you know man i i think it's gonna be a sad ending but i i think he's you know if he's feeling pressure right now i think that 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 uh columbus game is gonna be you know a thousand times worse pressure wise and, and i don't think you know so 
I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't get any easier for him or for the team, you know, going even even though going into Columbus. I mean, they're not really expected to win, but he's kind of given the being given the rope, right? Because he, the two 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 away games, you know, one from freaking one on the one on the Atlantic Ocean, the other one all the way. Oh, you know, you know, Juwan, while you're on the while you're on this on the calendar, on you know, Mexico having to start with two away games, and uh, I was listening to an interview with Bolillo Gomez, and he he said that. Honduras, they have a good calendar, but he said that it was meant for Canada. He's, he said that, uh, you know, he said that they luck, they got lucky that they ended up qualifying. Oh, that, that Canada would have gotten that calendar? Yeah, yeah, and they tried to press him on the issue, but he didn't want to go more into it. But oh, he said boy. that that wasn't meant for them because, you know, that – that plays a big role in qualifying campaign. Is it's, it's a, you know it's very important. In, you know the the calendar, what what opponents you get, and in what order. And I think that influences a lot. Well, well, can you imagine like uh, uh, remember uh, when when Vasco Vasco Tupino, when uh, Mexico played uh, Costa Rica, I tore them a new one, and then I think. Uh, then Honduras played them, and it was kind of, and they, you know, by that point, Costa Rica was done. Uh, you know, but it was Mexico, the, the, because going into that, Costa Rica was like, I think, in first place, and Mexico was like in fourth. And then after that, right after that game, like all the, all the, all the positions flipped, and then suddenly, you know, Costa Rica was in trouble, even though they had been on top the whole, pretty much the whole way through. And, and remind yeah. me, and remind, remind uh, the listeners again, who was the hero of that game? It was Cuauhtémoc Blanco, running from box to box, dude. Yeah, for 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 uh, for in a, in a play where he didn't touch the ball. Yeah, no, well, he he start, he gave the first pass. He scored a goal and had two amazing assists. Oh, I mean, Giovanni had a great game, no doubt. But the hero was Cuauhtémoc, man. I mean, come on, uh, you had a seventy-year-old guy running from box to box. <laughs> you know. That's amazing. Yeah, I can't even do that. I get to the halfway mark and that's it, too. Hey, you know what? I watched, that, I, I watched that game with Dan, though. I, I don't know if he remembers. We were at that uh, at that place uh, uh, with the big soccer crew. I think I think Joel that time, but he was supposed to go. So, Ronnie, uh, to, to, to wrap it up here, you uh, – Past November, nah. And uh, no. so then, and then, and then Miguel, Miguel becomes the coach again. He was put on probation for a year, and then he comes back. Uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I mean, they they usually uh, go with a with the team with the coach who's who's leading the league. That that's that's been their mo for years. I know. At one point, you know, La Volpe, Mesa. You know, uh, uh, obviously, obviously, Chepo had a, you know, he was, he was, he was, he was like player of the month at Chepo the time. was a defending, know? defending champion, yeah. Yeah. So. Same thing. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think they're going to go with, the, I think they're going to try to go with, with an international coach, to be honest. Again? Almeida. 
What? Almeida? I, I, I think so. You think they'll go with Almeida? Yeah. Well, if the yeah. international coach, if you just mean by like foreign coach, it'll be Tuca. I don't think he wants it anymore. Yeah, uh, you know, knowing that he only, he's only going to do it for for a year or whatever it is, I think he'll be all over it. But I do think it's going to be Piojo, in, in all honesty. I mean, I'd love for for it to be Tuca. Sure, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Piojo. I mean, he wouldn't be the fir- he wouldn't be the first coach to get the national team again. You know, La Puente, you know, you know, La Puente had the, co- the 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 national team once, didn't do too well. And got it back, and he did well. Boras um, had it twice. Vasco Aguirre yeah. had it twice. Twice, yeah. How many times Nacho Treyes had it? I'm sure he's had it more than more than a few times. <laughs> yeah, Nacho Treyes, Cardenas, you know. So yeah. Um. If I will say this, if America, if La Volpe does win with America. And they have a pretty good showing against Real Madrid. I think I think that La Volpe will be a contender. Only only lose only lose five nothing instead of seven nothing. Then it'll be it'll be okay. Mm. No, I I think if 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 you if you meet up with if you meet up with uh, Real Madrid, honestly, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. The last two times that America went to the World the World Cup Championship, and and it actually, and if you think about it, it's the same thing this time. This this because in two thousand five, two thousand six, Carrillo's the one that won the coach, uh, won the the league. I'm sorry, the it was it was a different coach because the one that took him was Stena, and then uh, who was it? Matosas, and then and then it was. Uh, Piojo, Turco, Matosas. So it's like it would be the same thing this time because the last guy that won the league was uh, was Turco. And oh, I'm sorry, Ambris won the the, the country champions. And rather than him going, it's going to be La Volpe coaching in the, at the World Cup. I think that I think you just put everybody to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the point being is, is, is that if La Volpe can manage not to lose by by the, the exorbitant amount that they've lost to the European teams in the past, then he might have a chance. Well, no, point, it, it was just that one blowout. I, uh, I think Mexicans are easy to impress. If La Volpe could lose to Real Madrid looking good, they're going to want him back. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about La Volpe now, like some of the games we lost to Argentina – the World Cup, uh, we lost against the Germany. We only had Bridges one shot Cup. and goal. Yeah, but the team looked good, so that was good enough. So, I mean, if we lose, it's, it's, it's you know, it, it's almost like uh, the white man can't jump when uh, when he's telling uh, Woody's telling Wesley Snipes, you'd rather look good and lose than look bad and win, or something along those lines. That's, right. That's Mexico fans. I understand. Well, like all of y'all, I do think. I mean, and this was something that I thought even last year when they hired the guy. Because, uh, but uh, I, I, I just didn't think that he would last the year. And it, it's uh, it's going to be pretty 
he loses and then struggles in Panama after that, then it'll be, he'll be done. And if, uh, if the extra official information we heard this evening is correct, then it looks like it's going to, it's already been ordained. So it's unfortunate for him. Uh, unfortunate for Mexico. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've said it many, many, many times on this show and in columns we've written and posts we've posted and the conversations we've had that the Mexico's biggest enemy is not any one uh, rival or country or anything else. It's, uh, it's, it's their biggest enemy is, is, is themselves. They just, they never get, get past themselves in order to do what is needed in order to, to improve to, to where they think they belong. And I, I uh, think it's the press. We're seeing this again. I don't, I don't, you think it's the press? Yep. Dude, but I, I don't know, man. I'm not, you know, I used to think that, but after watching this team play, watching Osorio, oh, I, I think it's him because there's things, there, there, there's things that the team does, and then he stops them from doing it. And, it, you know, I don't know, man. I think the guy, he's overthinking it, man. You know? To me, the, the, the biggest uh, problem, at least in my experiences with, with the Federation, is to put really serious people in charge of very serious positions. And uh, so and they have success when they don't so, I mean you can't have coach go from being an assistant to the head of the national team <laughs> you know you can't have a guy whose previous job in the federation was was glorified travel agent be his boss you know so they're just they make you know they, they just it is it, it is the worst it is just a, a very unfortunate good old boy network you know, primos and combats that get gigs instead of people that are qualified. And one day they'll actually put people that are qualified in their positions and maybe things will improve. But at the rate they're going and have have gone and will continue to go, it's just not going to happen. So, and you, you know, you know, what I, John? you know, something, John, something I noticed. What's that? 90% of the people that work for the Federation in administrative roles, uh, put it this way. Everybody that, that comes out in the camera, uh, you know, on uh, on Ronnie's uh, scale, his, his chart. <laughs> oh, he took it there. Yes, he took it there. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> enlighten us, Juwan. I, I I think the, the I, key word right there was enlighten. I, I knew it. this had something to do with Nacho. <laughs> oh, you already said it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not my chart. All right. <laughs> it's not my chart. How long did it take you to make it, Ronnie? <laughs> we need a, we need to get Christian elbow. You know, get his results in. His his results are in. <laughs> so wait, everyone well, with a certain tone, you noticed um, there, Juan. Oh. Uh, well. Juan, was it was it the country club crowd? Is that what you're saying? It's, it's why Almeida so popular. His his golden locks. Yeah. Did they all have solidarity, solidarity, Melenas like like Almeida? 
<laughs> Were they all wearing sports coat and their shirt with you know button down to their belly button? Are those, a, are, those are those are those polo uh, shirts? You know the ones like the the one uh, El Barbie was wearing. God, those are hideous. <laughs> El Barbie. La Costa with the with the backwards uh, um, crocodile or alligator. That's messed up. Hey, but, so you you noticed that in the press box today, um, and and. I know. I noticed it for the the, the Femex uh, uh, employees, like, and then the ones that don't camera that much, you know, I would say they get a little bit more sun. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe, 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 <laughs> no, no, I don't know. That's it. You opened this, Juan. <laughs> so, this can of worms. Yeah, you opened it now. Now you gotta follow through, man. Listeners want to know. The listeners demand to know, man. I think we have to do like, uh, you know, camera, the little, little uh, C cameras on pins, and, and you know, and, and belt buckles to get to the bottom of this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll have to do that that much investigation, to be honest with you. So. All right then. Well, I guess that's a good, a good spot as any to, to to wrap up the show here. So we're all in agreement that that uh, the next two games will be Osorio's last. Then uh, I think the uh, odds are pretty good that the next coach is either going to be Piojo or Duca or La Volpe. It's going to be one of those three. I yeah, think I don't that's... think you'll have to do that, that much investigation. To be honest. Very apparent. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Well, thank you guys for joining us, and again, thanks everyone for listening on this uh, special. Uh, edition of the Dos Ancero Football Podcast. I'm glad to have our, our full crew with us tonight, at least for the for at some point during the show. You guys join us. Uh, uh, thanks, everybody, for, for listening. We're for, for setting all this up again. Heard out. Joel, enjoy the rest of your evening. Hope you don't have to go to work anytime soon. Actually, I do. I leave like in 20 minutes. But I would like I would like a link to this chart that Juwan is talking about. <laughs> if, if, if you could show me where to find it on Google, that would be helpful. Yeah, the the Pantone color charts. If you, if you, if you, if you, it's very helpful. Uh, Juan, thank you very much for your insight there in uh, in Chicago. I think that uh, you know that, that this is one of the reasons why we. Uh, so that we can uh, give the folks the information that they need. And uh, a lot of times the information that we provide for everybody or, uh, is not whitewashed or hasn't been run through a, a, any kind of dirt or anything like that. We just uh, we just tell it like it is. So so thank you, Juan, for, for being our eyes and ears there in Chicago. Hey, guys. Hey, hey great. Good show, guys. It, it was fun, man. It was interesting. It was fun. It was, uh, you know, it was enlightening. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Join us. I know it's getting late there on the East Coast, so so thanks for sticking around. Yep. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining the Dosado Football Podcast. We'll be back with you guys next week. We'll have uh, a lot to talk about, as always, with uh, Liga Mekis and everything else that happens around the world. 
You know, I really do wish that uh, that Fernando would quit dropping off because we really want to, you know, you know, dig dig deep into this. He, he had a hot date. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot that he had a <laughs> he had a, 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 a midnight rendezvous. You'll have to tell us all about it next week on the Dos Aceros. See another reason for you to tune in next week. Hear about uh, uh, about Fernando's escapades. Okay, exactly. So we'll find out how that went. All right, everybody, thank you guys very much for joining us, and we'll see you guys again next week.